0: All right, hey, good morning, River West Church. Good to be with you this morning. Grab a Bible, ushers have Bibles, we'd love to have the word in your hand as always, even though this is a special Sunday, we're going to open the Bible, right, because we always open the Bible at River West Church. So grab a Bible or grab your Bible, and when you find that Bible, open up to Isaiah and chapter 43. It was just a little bit more than 28 years ago that River West Church began and was founded on God's gospel promise of new beginning. It is the promise found in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and It has become a foundation verse for our church. So I want to read it to you. We're going to talk about this this morning. Isaiah 43, and let's begin in verse 16. We'll read down to verse 19 for now. Isaiah 43, 16. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A lot of people don't know, but the river in River West is actually this river. It's the river that's mentioned in Isaiah 43, it's the river of new beginning. It's the river of God doing the impossible, of God building something in a wilderness place. And from the earliest days of our church, that passage became foundational for us. There we were, 1989, in a living room in Beaverton, 10 people. And we would meet, that was our church service, and we would meet there, and we'd open the Bible, and think late 80s awkward hair, <laughs> think weird pants, you just just get a visual in your mind. And somebody came to one of our meetings and opened the Bible, and they had this verse. And they said, I believe that God has given me this verse for our new church, and it's stuck. It's stuck. God says, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It was the promise of new beginning. And we really held on to that. You know, through thick and thin, there aren't many people in this room that, that are going to remember all the way back to those meetings in the living room or from there going to Garden Home Rec Center and meeting in a classroom and then moving into the auditorium. There's a few of us here that will remember those things. But as many of those who do remember often come to me and they say things like, isn't it amazing what the Lord has done? I mean, isn't it incredible? And I think only those who were really there, like in the earliest days, can, can grasp that, can think about that ragtag little group of people, and, and to see what God has done and how amazing it has been. When I think of what God has done in our church, and what amazes me, there's primarily, there's like two categories. One category is simply the impact that he's allowed River West Church to have. It's just so much impact. And through through all of the struggles of an early church and then beginning to see something happening through the faithfulness of the people and the lifting up of Jesus and beginning to see the impact spreading. And just from life to life, people coming to Christ, people learning and growing in Jesus And seeing that impact spread as we begin to get in partnerships with other churches and then all these ministries springing up in the Portland area. There's dozens of of amazing ministries. And then seeing that impact actually spread as we went to El Salvador and we got involved there and then to Rwanda and got involved there in, in some amazing ways and now on to Myanmar and some amazing things. And I'm convinced even more is in front of us because, as I always say, the best stories are yet to come. So much impact. It's actually been amazing. But the second category is not just the impact, but maybe even more so, it's the quality of the community that the Lord has built here. The story of River West Church is not the story of just programs or places or activities it's a story of people it's the people that the Lord has touched and the people that God has brought together to form this unique community it's you it's you I'm amazed by you <laughs> I am I see the love I see the warmth I, I see the welcome I see the heart that people pour into their ministries And I go, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Now, everything that I'm talking about, I want you to know that all of it, I see as a miracle. I see it as a miracle of God. Okay, it's not my doing. And it's not even your doing. It's really the Lord. All of this is God's work. This is God's miracle. And you know what it is? All of it, is a fulfillment of a promise from the book of Isaiah when God said, behold, I'm doing something new. Move forward into the unexpected. Move forward into what God is going to do. And really, everything is that story unfolding. In fact, I feel like that passage from Isaiah 43 has become part of the DNA of who we are as a church. It's just sort of built in. And now today, we come to another day of new beginning. It's an important day of new beginning. As I step out of my role as senior pastor of River West Church, and Adam moves into that role, it's really a day of new beginning. And it's an awesome day. And many people have been asking me in the last weeks, well, how do you feel about this transition You know, now that it's come, how do you feel? And so I'm going to give you the short answer. The short answer is I feel good. I'm good. Okay, that's brief, right? Can I expand on that just a little bit? Let me expand on how I feel. I feel excited. I feel expectant. Hopeful. Grateful. Confident. That's how I feel, and I'm not making it up. Uh, I actually truly feel those things. And this morning, in the time that I have, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. There's two reasons, and they both come from Isaiah 43. They both come from our passage. Reason one is about power. It's about the power of the gospel of God. And reason number two is about purpose. It's about God's purpose for his church, God's purpose for River West. So we're going to go through those two things. And I hope you can see where I'm coming from. So take a look again at Isaiah chapter 43 and let me put it in context for you because we have to teach the word on Sunday morning and that's what we're going to do for just a few minutes here. Isaiah 43, you know, Isaiah is writing with a group of people in focus in Isaiah 43. And that group of people is a group of Israelites who has gone into exile in Babylon. So, you know, I can't go into the whole history of Israel, right? We don't have time. But just a snippet, God's people were taken away from their homeland, Jerusalem, Israel, far away into Babylon. It was the judgment of God upon them. And they were exiled in that place for 70 years. And Isaiah speaks to that group of people, a group of people who in many ways have lost hope. People who, their their whole frame of reference is, is really about the challenges in front of them, the obstacles in front of them, the impossibilities that they sense. Will we ever get out of here? Even if we could, how in the world could we get back to our homeland? This is a defeated people. And so you know what they did? They thought about the glory days. That, that's what they did. They sat around and they said, oh, we remember how great it was. And they would go back, you know, 50 years, 70 years, 100 years. Oh, we've heard the stories. The way it was in Jerusalem. We remember how amazing those days were. And here comes Isaiah, and you know what Isaiah does? Isaiah changes their focus. He changes their focus from both the challenges and the impossibilities that face them, and from the glory days that they were looking at and remembering, and he says, I'm going to give you a different focus you know what your problem is you're not going back far enough if you want to think about the past he says you're going to have to go back further way further and then you're going to find the power to move forward so here's what he does Isaiah 43 and verse 16 thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path In the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior, they lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things. But wait a minute, what is he talking about? Verse 16 and 17, what is he really referring to? He's referring to the Exodus. He's looking back past Jerusalem, past Israel as a nation. He's looking way back a 1,000 years before. He's saying, I'm going to take you back to the real past, and I want to tell you the greatest story in the history of God's people in the Old Testament. It is the redemption story. It is the story of your freedom. It is the greatest miracle in the Old Testament. God parted the Red Sea, made a way, made a path through the sea. On dry land they walked, and then God closed the waters and destroyed the army of Pharaoh. God says, if you want to think in the past, think about that. Think about the power of God in his act of redemption. I call it the gospel of God in the Old Testament, That's really what the Exodus story is. It's the gospel of God, Old Testament version. And that's where God takes them in their thinking. If I could move all of that into the New Testament and say for the Christian believer, what's the equivalent? Well, the answer would be it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, his life, death, and resurrection, which purchases our redemption and defeats the power of hell. That's the gospel of Jesus. Now, at the DNA of River West Church is the gospel of God's power. From day one, 28 years ago, at the center of my heart, my thinking, my faith, is this one fact, Jesus Christ crucified and risen. And the power of that, the power of that, the sustaining power and hope of that. God says through Isaiah to his people Israel who are in captivity, if you realize that and you think about that, and you realize that that same power is with you now, you can face anything. In fact, that's why he phrases it the way that he does. Look again at Isaiah 43 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea. He didn't say who made a way in the sea who makes a way in the sea, a path in mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horses. So, you know, what's interesting is we know he's referring to a, a past act, something thousands of years in the past. But he writes it in the present tense. This is, this is who God is. This is what God does. And so he says, now I want you to forget about the past. I guess it's selective memory, Right? He says, stop thinking about the glory days, you know, a few years ago, and start thinking about God's gospel power in redemption. And then realize that what God did then, God does now. God's power. I am convinced with all of my heart, I believe with all of my heart, that God's gospel power is at work at River West Church to do something amazing. You see? You say, well, pastor, why are you excited, expectant? Why are you hopeful, grateful, confident? Well, here's the reason why. It's because I know that God's gospel power shown in Christ, in the gospel, in his death and his resurrection, is the same power that's at work in us right now. That's been the thing that has sustained My life, not only for 28 years, but for 45 years of ministry. (laughs) There's a story before this one, which some people in the front row here can tell you about later. That's what sustained my life, and that's in the DNA of River West Church. And, you know, one of the things I love about Pastor Adam is that this is exactly what Pastor Adam believes, and really all of our pastors and our staff, they believe this. It's in their DNA, and you see, when you believe that, when you believe that God's power is at work in us, it just kind of keeps you looking forward. The obstacles don't matter so much. You know, power can take a lot of different forms. You, you know, one guy told me one time, because I, I was saying in the church, and I was advised never to say this, but I was saying, you know, my goal isn't really just to plant a church, my goal is to take over the world for Jesus. And then you know, I was told you probably shouldn't say things like that. It's a little bit inflammatory. (laughs) I said okay. (laughs) And then another guy came up to me and said, "You're not going to take over the world, you know? You got this whole California kickback vibe, you know? You're just like you're not a very intense person, (laughs) you know." And I said, "Yeah, but it's not my power. It's somebody else's power. Power takes a lot of forms." Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a seed planted. How powerful is that? How powerful is a seed? Well, stick around. Let's watch. You see? I'm excited for the future of River West Church. I'm excited for my future as well. And now you know the reason why. But there's a second reason one is power, but the other is purpose the purpose of God. I believe with all of my heart that God has a special purpose and plan for River West Church. Now, I'm going to show you something in the text again. Let's go back to Isaiah 43. Now, I've told you about the power. That's verses 16 and 17. We've already read the promise in verses 18 and 19. Remember, not the former things. In verse 19, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And now in verse 20, he says, the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself that they might declare my praise. Now we come to the purpose of God. He says, look to the future, look to the new beginning, believe in the things that I can do, but understand I actually have a plan. I have a purpose. And the very purpose of God is to create a community. The people, he says, that I have formed for myself that they might declare my praises. God's intention from the beginning has been to create a community of Christ for the world. This is the mission of God. And I'm so excited to be a part of River West Church and to see that mission unfold. God is creating a community of Christ. I talked about the quality of this community. And the purpose of that is for the world. God's on a mission here. And that mission is a community mission. It can only be done as the people come together and together they declare the praise of God both in worship and in service to the world. Now, I am more convinced of that 28 years later than ever. And I've seen it played out before my eyes in the most amazing and powerful ways. And I am incredibly thankful for that. One of the things that I love about Pastor Adam is that he feels exactly the same way. You know, so now I'm going to take a few minutes. I'm going to talk about Adam. I'm going to talk about myself. Okay, so Pastor Adam and I, what's so cool is that we are so much on the same page. We're very different people. I think we have different qualities and personality and those kinds of things like all of us do. (laughs) But we are so much on the same page when it comes to believing in the power of God and the gospel and believing in the purpose of God to build a community at River West Church that it's an awesome thing. You know, it makes it a joy. And that's true not only for, for Adam but for all of our pastors and our elders. It's such a cool, amazing thing. Now, Pastor Adam came to our church 12 years ago. I can hardly believe it. It's been 12 years. 12 years ago, Adam came. And unbeknownst to most people, when Adam came to our church, you know, we had interviewed him a few times and, you know, the elders were talking about this and should we, should we hire Adam? And um, I can distinctly remember saying to our elders, now I know that no one's perfect, but, but I did say these words. I said, Pastor Adam is my idea of the perfect pastor. That's what I said 12 years ago. Now I know no one's perfect, I get that. I'm not perfect, Adam's not perfect, I get that. But this is what I said. I said, Pastor Adam is my idea of the perfect pastor. To be a senior pastor requires a unique blend, of gifts and abilities. And I saw those in Adam, like right from the beginning, I saw those. Now, I've had the privilege for 12 years of doing ministry with Adam and seeing him develop and grow in really powerful ways, in beautiful, significant ways. And you have too. And it's been awesome to see that. And and, You know, in the last two and a half years, we've been sharing leadership at the church. It's been a shared leadership. And it's not just been the preaching, but it's been the leading of the church. And actually, in the last year of the life of our church, Adam has been leading entirely our church. It's like unbeknownst to a lot of people. People are like, well, everything's going to change when, you know, when you step down. I'm like, everything changed a year ago. (laughs) And you don't even know it. <laughs> you don't even realize it. It's like that. So I think what's happened here at River West Church is, is really an amazing thing. It's super beautiful. It's super amazing. And I want you to know I'm 100% behind Pastor Adam stepping into this role. And I'm excited about it. And I'm expectant of what's going to happen. And I want you to know that if I didn't believe this was the right thing for River West Church at this time, it would not be happening. Do you guys know that? Do you know that the elders two and a half years ago when we started having this conversation, they said to me, and I quote, you know, you don't have to leave. You don't have to do this. And I think somebody said, you know, you could stay until you're 70 if you want. You know, I think someone else said, yeah, you could stay until you have a walker and an oxygen tank. (laughs) You know. Nobody said this is what has to happen. Nobody put pressure on for this to happen. This actually was a decision of our entire elder board, but you have to know that if at any point I had said, yeah, I don't think so then this would not be happening, right? I believe God has a purpose and plan for our church, and I believe that this is the next step. Now, having said that, stepping into a role of being a senior pastor of any church, and perhaps a church like this, is a challenge. And so we need to really stand with Adam, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to stand with him. I want you to stand with Adam, too, and I want you to pray. And I want you... To forget the former things, unless it means thinking about the cross, and I want you to to move forward into new beginning. All right. So, what about me? What what am I going to do? A lot of people are like, "Well, what are you going to do now?" You know. Um, I want to tell you about an experience I had about three and a half years ago uh, when I went to Oxford and I studied over there for a brief time. My mentor there invited me to come to a church service. He said, you got to come this Sunday because our senior minister is retiring. He's leaving the church. And you got to come. It's going to be kind of an amazing thing. And I'm thinking, I ought to take some notes. We'll see how this goes, you know. (laughs) So I went there to this church. Now, this is what happened. I kid you not. I went there, and the guy was amazing. This pastor was amazing. I mean, I wanted to be him. And I'm thinking, why are you doing this? Because you're amazing. In the back of the church, they had a table. And on the table... They had these pieces of paper framed, and on it they had a list of names. That church was founded in 1012 AD. 1012. They had the name of every senior pastor from 1012 AD to the present. It was like a spreadsheet. It went on and on and on. There were like 75 names. It's just... And then here's this guy at the end. And And then a blank line for the next person. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting something into perspective for me. Because here's the thing. The church is bigger than any one person. God's plan... God's mission is bigger than any one person, way, way bigger. And we each have a part to play in that. And that helped me. You know, here we are. We're on the west coast of the U.S. in Oregon. I mean, we're in pioneer territory, right? So everything just got here. You go to a history museum and there's a wagon wheel. I mean, that's about as far back as we go. Okay, so... Everything is new to us. It's like, it's new. I can't believe that our church has been going 28 years. Well, let's go back to 1012 A.D. and check that one out, right? (laughs) God's program is moving forward. God put that in perspective for me, and I'm thankful for that. I told you two weeks ago that God has given me something that I need to do in the next chapter of life and ministry, And what that is is it's essentially building on 45 years of ministry and what I've learned and experienced and being able to pass that on to another generation. And so essentially, you know, I want to duplicate, if there's any good thing in me ministry-wise, I want to duplicate that in others. Here's my aim, to train and empower pastors both locally and and abroad, to train and equip leaders for ministry in the church. Now, not just pastors, but leaders in the church. And thirdly, to bring theological education into the local church at a deeper level. Pastors, leaders, theological education in the church at a deeper level. Those are the aims. Now, these are exactly the three things that the elders of River West Church have asked me to do. They said, that's awesome. We would like to see you do that, and we would like to be a part of that as well. And so my new role at River West will be the pastor for leadership training at River West. Put it in perspective, folks. In May, I'll be 65, all right? I don't have a walker or an oxygen tank yet, all right? Um, And that's a good thing. If there's going to be another chapter in my story of following Christ and ministry for Christ, now's the time, right? Now's the time to see how this unfolds. Here's what I will be doing over the next year. February and March will be, to borrow a phrase from a friend of mine, pause with a purpose. Pause with a purpose. The month of February is entirely devoted to my wife, Okay, absolutely. It's been mission here, mission there. You know what? February is Marine mission. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Marine. Who's amazing? I haven't even talked about Marine, but I'm telling you, it's like, it's all a miracle and Marine, you know, that, that, that all these good things have happened. And so we're going to go off. We're going to travel. We're actually going to go to New Zealand for a few weeks. And hang out, all right? I'm just saying, that's what we're doing. And that's the mission. It's just, you know, it's a pause with a purpose. And in March, the pause with a purpose is to pray and listen. Just to pray and to listen, to seek God's direction. Beginning in April, I will reappear at River West and once again be a regular part of the teaching team. So some people are like, were you ever going to teach again? Yes, beginning in April, I will be a regular part of the teaching team here. And then there will be a few months of collaboration with Pastor Adam, Pastor Christopher, around what would it look like to build out um, a training program for leaders at River West Church. One that we can do here, but also duplicate in other places, whether in town or around the world, we'll be collaborating on that. In the fall, I will teach again at Western Seminary, teach pastors. I will go to Rwanda and teach in the seminary in Kigali. I will go to Myanmar and teach there as well. And at Riverwest Church, I hope to begin teaching Bible and theology in some form. So all those things are coming in this next year. And so I want you to know this isn't goodbye, even though it's a dramatic moment. Um, This isn't goodbye. This is, is kind of a redirection. That's what's going on. I'm excited. I'm expectant. I'm hopeful. I'm grateful. I'm nervous. I'm confident. How can you be nervous and confident? Let me tell you something. If you aren't nervous, if you never get nervous about what you're doing, you're not ever taking a step out for Jesus, right? <laughs> and so that's just the way that it is. And um, I want to have Adam come up here, but as I do, I want to thank you all for your love and your support and your ministry. And um, you guys are amazing. It's a privilege to be a part of what God's doing here. Yeah. So, Adam, yeah. come on up here.
1: Thank you, That was great. Thank you, Guy. You know, I have to say, I have to say this publicly, Guy, this church has, uh, the church has been so blessed by your leadership, by your faithfulness, by your Christ-centered teaching. Amen? Amen. Our church has been blessed by the many sacrifices that Guy and Maureen have made. Twenty-eight years. So many sacrifices. Thank you. We should give Guy a round of applause one more time and just thank him. and... Mm. And just to put it into perspective, when 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 they planted the church, I was I had braces. I was a sophomore in high school, so Yeah, and Pastor Eric was five years old. He told me that this morning, so (laughs) that's what we talk about on Sunday morning before we're getting ready to leave the church. So I don't have a whole lot that I I need to add, but I have some things I would like to share from my heart. I think the thing I, I most want you to know is that I stand before you today overwhelmed, with gratitude by what Jesus is doing in this church just overwhelmed with gratitude and my gratitude is all about Jesus in fact that's just that's like a summary of everything that I would I would want to share today is that I feel overwhelmed i mean just in general i need you to know that i feel overwhelmed okay <laughs> and, and i think it's important for you to know that uh, that i am Unbelievably humbled. And I understand the gravity of what God has called me to do. And with that humility, there comes a super deep sense of my dependence on Jesus to answer this call and to follow Him and to lead. I'm very aware of my human frailty, I'm very aware of my flaws. A couple years ago, when the elders were in this process, they actually did something of an interview with me, and we and they wanted to know what I was thinking about my future. And um, in the course of that time together, I, I said to the elders, you know, Kathy and I, um, we love River West Church. We love this place. But the thing that you most need to know is that I am personally know that I have a call on my life from God to be a pastor and to be a servant in His church. That is the call on my life. But that doesn't mean that I don't experience weakness or this sense of my own desperate need for God to sustain me. And I, I feel that. So, so I do feel overwhelmed. but mostly, I feel overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for Guy and his friendship and the 12 years that we've had together. I've learned so much. In the, after the first year at River West, Guy and I had sort of like a, a, a review time where we looked back on the year. And I, I, I said to Guy, I'd been in ministry for 11 years before I came to River West. And I told Guy, you got to know, Guy, that I have learned more in one year with you than I learned in 11 years prior combined. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. And one of the ways that I describe Guy um, is that I, Guy has always been more committed to my character than to my comfort as a pastor sometimes a lot more committed to my character than my comfort <laughs> and honestly that has been such a blessing I remember about five years into my ministry guy and I went to Canada together I've told this story before but um, we went to Canada and it was it was in August and we spent about five days together and there was time alone and we would pray and we were praying about the church and then we would come together each night and have d- dinner and talk about what we had heard and Near the last night of our, of our time away, Guy said, I, I have to share some things about you now. And he said, there are two words that I need to share with you as I've watched you and reflected on your who you are as a leader. And I thought, only two? Gosh, I hope there was more. You know, what is it, like get lost or... <laughs> You're fired, or I didn't know what was coming, you know. And uh, when I told this story a couple years ago in the church, I did not tell you what those words were, because at that time, the two words for me, they were for me, and I needed to sit in them. But today I'm going to tell you the words, okay? Here were the words the guy said, two words. He said, word number one is authority, authority. And word number two is avoidance. And you're thinking, those are interesting words, right? Here's what he said. He said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking into your life as a leader, and here's the first thing you need to do. You need to step into the authority that God has given you as a pastor. And you need to continue to lead with authority by God's grace. And he said, the well, word number two is avoidance. He said, you need to step out <laughs> of the avoidance that is the propensity for relational types like you. Avoiding difficult conversations. Avoiding moments where you have to say the hard thing in a situation because you're, you're a people guy. And you got to know, that was a life-giving moment for me. I spent years processing those those words from guy and it's been like that year after year under guy's leadership it's been amazing so i'm incredibly grateful i mean i'm incredibly grateful for our friendship i'm grateful for the partnership we'll share in the years to come i'm grateful that guy is going to get a chance to have that kind of a leadership role in the lives of other leaders and pastors I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for our staff, our pastoral team. We have an amazing team here of elders and pastors and staff. It's unbelievable. Our church is so blessed. I'm grateful for you. I'm overwhelmed by my gratitude for our church. I see the way that you love Jesus, I see the way that you love the gospel, I see the way you serve, I see the way that you love one another. The pastors of our church pinch ourselves all the time because we hear other pastors complaining about their churches nonstop. And we're like, we love the people of River West. We love you so much. We're so grateful. But most of all, and here's where I'm going to end, I am overwhelmed with gratitude for Jesus. See, Jesus is the hero, right? He's the hero of my story. He's the hero of this story. I'm so grateful that when I was 18 years old, Jesus saved me. I was sitting on a rock at Malibu Club. I was looking out over the inner bay, and Jesus met me there, and he poured out his spirit in my heart, and he saved me. And he's been saving me every day since. Every day since. I'm so grateful for that. You know, in the passage the Guy taught from this morning, there's a question in that passage that we're supposed to answer. I don't know if you noticed it. It's in verse 19. Can we put the verse up so I can show you this question? God, through his prophet, says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Most of this text is actually about what God is doing. It's about what Jesus is doing. Jesus is the Lord of new creation, and he's doing it constantly, breathing new life into his church and into his world. And that's the character of Jesus. And most of what Isaiah wants us to see is everything that God is doing. But there's one Thing that his people are supposed to do. And that is, we're supposed to be perceivers. We're supposed to be a people who are constantly looking up for what Jesus is doing now by his Spirit. Do you not perceive it? And I want you to know as I stand before you this morning that that is my heart. I want to follow Jesus. I want to look for how Jesus is leading. That's how I want to be as a man, as a pastor. That's what I want our church to be about as we move forward together. And I need your help. I need you to continue praying. I need you to continue serving. I need you to continue loving one another in Jesus' name. I need you to continue serving our world in the name of Jesus. Let's be the kind of church that's constantly looking for the work of God in our midst and in our world. Amen? Amen. So we're going to have a little time of prayer. I'm going to invite Ryan Lee and John Wharton to come, um, a couple of our elders, and uh, they're going to say a prayer. Guy, I think you're going to come back up as well.
2: Hello? Hello? So good morning. My name is Ryan, and John and I are representing the elders of River West. Mm. So we celebrate this special day today in the life of our church. And, you know, we acknowledge that there are a lot of emotions Mm. that come along with this day, and uh, we've experienced them all in like the last Three years. I look back at the notes you know when we started talking about this. It was January 2015 was the first mention. And uh, so we've been thinking about this and processing this for a long time. Um, we've uh, read a book together uh, about secession planning, and uh, we've reached out to other leaders and gotten their input on, you know how how can this go, how can this go wrong? How can this go right? Um, You know, we've we've prayed a lot and, um, you know, we made a list of qualifications and responsibilities of a senior pastor, ran Adam through that and had a lot of hard questions and, you know, awkward conversations and discussions through all of it. And, um, you know, we've just seen through the entire process um, just how God's been faithful and just how God's seen us through that mm. and how he's been just guiding that whole time. You know, we see it, um, we saw it, you know, just from how we've come out, we come out of those meetings just un- united, you know, just of one mind and, you know, solidarity in our decisions. We've seen it in just how we we always just look at those uh, meetings and our you know god has always just put on the forefront of our hearts just the mission and the purpose of the church always Mm -hmm. you know those those are what guide our decisions and lastly we saw it we saw god's hand in just how guy and adam have just um responded to the decisions and the changes that, you know, are being implemented, just how they've responded with just grace and humility and maturity. Those are just all signs of God's leading. So, would you join us today as we just lift them up in prayer?
3: Let's all stand. Uh, We are not a room full of uh, individuals. We're a church, and so I'm going to ask you just to link arms with someone. People left and right, just link arms, would you? Get together, move a little bit if you have to. We are a a family, a church, Mm. and pray with me, will you? Oh, God, our Savior, we want to bless you and give you thanks for the new thing that you did in creating River West Church, Mm. how the streams have sprung up in the desert, We thank you so much, Father, because many of us have come to know Christ as Savior through River West Church. Many of us have made significant progress in becoming disciples at River West Church. And many of us have found great opportunities to serve you in Jesus' name at River West Church. And so this morning, we want to thank you and praise you. We thank you for our Pastor Guy. We thank you, Father, that you led him that he listened to you and trusted you to create streams in a desert. I thank you for the great wisdom, perseverance, and faithfulness that he has shown for the love that he has for all of us. And we bless you. We pray that these next years would be exceedingly fruitful for him, the fulfillment of all that you've built into him and put into his mind. But today we thank you, Father, for our pastor, for Adam, for the way you have prepared him and called him and brought him to us. We thank you so f- much, Father, for his humility and desire to serve. Would you bless him? Would you give him deep understanding of your word and your will? May your hand be upon him, Father, so that you might do a new thing here at River West for our church needs your power at work. We need to be exceedingly relevant with the gospel in the Pacific Northwest and in our nation. Mm -hmm. We need, Father, to see your leading to do things that maybe we don't even imagine at this time. We pray, Father, that we might always be true to the gospel, that we might exalt Christ at all times Mm -hmm. and prove to be those who love you Mm -hmm. with all our heart, a bride in whom you delight. Mm. And all God's people said, Mm. amen.